This is the Mobile Tech Podcast, brought to you by worldpodcasts.com. Now here's your host, Tank Girl, Miriam Joar. Hi, and welcome to the Mobile Tech Podcast. I'm your host, Miriam Joar, and today is Thursday, January 3rd, 2019. Wow, I didn't screw that up. Uh, I have a very lovely and special guest today, and that is Tech Me Out. Hi, Tech Me Out. How are you? Hi, I'm doing well. How about yourself? I'm great. So I heard you are going to CES, so that's exciting. Yes, it is. I'm really looking forward to it. And it seems like each year it just gets bigger and better. So I'm really, really excited to see what this year holds. Oh, yeah, it's a complete zoo. <laughs> so I wanted you on the show because, well, you know, I figured let's talk about CES. Let's talk about what, you know, you've seen some rumors, you've seen some uh, links to things that we're expecting. A bunch of people have been writing stories about that. And, and mm-hmm. I want to kind of hear what you're, you know, what you're excited about. What, what, what's your, your take? What are the things that you're going to be running for once you get there? That's a very good question. I think... I may be running for probably maybe to see like some of the mobile upcomings in terms of accessories and um, things of that nature. The TVs are always interesting as well. Um, So I'll probably be somewhere within that vicinity. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Yeah. Well, so the the nice thing is that usually... CS is not a big mobile phone show in the certain sense of like people don't really launch phones at right. CS very often. So I think, you know, there are some rumors of uh, Honor launching their View 20, which is the phone they launched in China in December, which mm-hmm. is like a really high-end phone with a, uh, a punch, like a hole punch through the screen for the front-facing camera. So there's rumors that that might be launching um at CES in terms of mobile for the US market, right? Because mm-hmm. Honor is traditionally launched at least one phone a year at CES. In the past, it was like the Honor series, the Honor X. So it's like Honor 6X, 5X, 6X, 7X last year. Um, I'm not sure if they're going to launch the 8X this year, but they launched the View 10 last year just after CES. And I wouldn't be surprised if you see the View 20 this year. So there's mm-hmm. definitely something from Honor. And then who knows? Alcatel usually has something. And then uh, the big players don't usually have anything. Sony might have something. LG, I don't think they're going to release like a phone that's like a a phone you can buy. But I think we might see on stage during their keynote, we might see their folding phone. Yes, there's been a lot of talk circling around a foldable phone. So I I don't think I've seen one in person. So if they have one, I'd I'd probably be over there. (laughs) Yeah. So what is your take on that? That that whole folding phone thing is really weird, right? Like, are you yeah. excited about that? Do you want that? I, I will say me personally, um, coming from a consumer perspective, I don't know if I would want that for myself. Right. I'm not going to knock it if, like, if anybody else does. But like for me, I think I would have to use it to probably appreciate it. Because in looking at it, it's just like, for me, I'd probably just rather stick with the, you know, non-foldable design phones. I'd rather have a phone that is, you know, all screen than foldable. Yeah. You know, yeah, that I would feel be, the same yeah. way. <laughs> but I think it's cool, right? I mean, as nerds, yeah, as tech cool. people, we're like, oh, hey, this could be fun. Yeah. Um, And we don't want to miss out on it, right? Nope. Definitely yep. pushing the envelope of innovation. And I, I love that. Even if it's something that I may not use, I like when a company kind of thinks a little bit out of the box to just try something new um, and see yeah. how the general public likes it and then make it better if, you know, it, as necessary. But um, yeah, even if I don't use it, I think it's still cool. <laughs> yeah, sweet. So the other thing I was going to ask you is like, how much trade shows coverage do you do usually? Like, have you been to MWC or CS in the past? I have been to CES. I have not been to MWC. I've heard a bit about it, but um, I haven't personally been to CES. So do you ever go check out the Forbidden Fruit booths, as I like to call them? All the cool Chinese phones that we can't get that have these booths like Nubia and ZT. Well, although ZT is sold in the mm-hmm. US. But you know, like there's all these different brands that you don't really see usually. Uh, the, definitely more at MWC than CES. But even CES now, they have they usually have stands like Xiaomi is not here this year, but they had a stand two years ago or something at CS. So is that something you you get excited about because you like, you don't get to play with these phones very often? 
Um, I, you know what? I did actually, was it last year or the year before? I think I did check them out and they actually had like a, a really big booth and they were doing like, was it basketball or something? So they, <laughs> I'm sure they were doing, they were doing something like, stupid. Yeah. They were just like doing something <laughs> to attract the crowd, so to speak. And it worked, yep. but, um, Oh, it always I, does. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, um, I definitely made my way around there. I, I don't, I don't know if I spent that much time there, but, um, I'll check it out. I'm, I'm not opposed to that. Seeing what they have. Definitely. So when you were at CS in the past, did you like, was there like some stuff that just stood out to you that you're hoping to see again this year? There were some things I know. Um, but it was um, this uh, LED projection um, where mm-hmm. basically it was like a fan and the fan was comprised of these little um, LED bulbs. And when yeah. the fan would spin, it would illuminate and create like this 3D image or this these words to kind of make it look like it was, you know, coming out towards you a little bit. It was so cool. Um, so it oh, actually yeah. had depth. And I, the name is no good if I can't think of the name. <laughs> but um, I did it in like my recap video. But it was pretty cool. Yeah. I'm, I'm interested to see what they are doing this year in terms of um, improving that. And I'm also excited to see like um, some of the smart home tech, like Nanoleaf. I'm a big fan yep. of theirs. Um, I love their products. So um, Anchor as well. I, they tend to create uh, very quality tech products for affordable prices. Um, yeah, it's true. In fact, they even have an entire line of uh, earbuds called Zolo now. Yeah, I have those. They're pretty nice. <laughs> yeah, I just unboxed them recently. They're pretty cool. Um, mm-hmm. But, you know, it's interesting you bring up Anchor and like, you know, all of these sub brands that are like, that are basically make the ecosystem of phone accessory. There's so much cool stuff. Yeah. But, I mean, there's as much crap as there's cool stuff, which is what CS is so difficult, right? It's like mm-hmm. you go to a booth and some stuff is awesome. Some stuff is bad and it's, you just never know. So it's like, it's getting, it gets pretty tiring after a while. Yeah. Do you um ever check out the uh, Eureka area? I believe it's called where they have a lot of the come ups and startups. Yeah, I like Eureka Park a lot. It gives me a good idea of where things are trending, you know? Like, yeah. Um, and, and I kind of like IoT, and so there's a lot of IoT there, you know, like, you know, connected devices for your home and stuff. Um, I mean, I feel like, you know, it's been a little overdone. Everything's now connected. You're connected teapot. You're connected mm-hmm. bathtub, mm-hmm. you know? But at the same time, you know, like, once you have these things in your life for a while... They become really nice. Like yeah, this, uh, they do. my Nest cam- I love my Nest cameras. I love my Ring doorbell. You know, I like my thermostat. I like the fact that I can remote control lights. Um, it's kind of cool. And and you know, now I don't want to go back. So mm-hmm. I'm not saying I want everything in my life to be you know computer controlled, but anything that, especially with my Google Home Hub, I really love my Google Home Hub. I don't know if you have one. I don't actually. It's really cool because it's like Google Home, like the voice control, but at the same time, it has a screen, meaning that, you know, you can basically have like the light switches and the stuff right on the screen all the time. So mm. you don't have to always talk like, you you know, you can just walk up to it and tap and it turns on the lights like or sets that. the temperature. And it gives you nice, nice to have an option. And But again, unlike a smartphone, you don't have to pull it out of your pocket, find the right app. You right, know what I'm saying? Right. It's such a hassle normally. So, so I kind of like what they're doing with that. Um, and I think we're going to see a lot of smart speakers this year and smart speakers with screens. What do you think? I think so. Um, I know there's a rumor that, and I don't know how true it is, of Samsung possibly releasing their speaker at CES. you think yeah, there's finally. any weight on that? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's been highly anticipated. I, I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing that in person. If so, I definitely would be over there if they revealed it. <laughs> Are you a Bixby fan by any chance? I like Bixby. Um, it has its pros and its cons. Um, I like the fact that it is so smart when it does work properly um, in reference to just little things. I, I did a video on it actually um, called like, why do people hate Bixby? Because as I was exploring it, I was realizing it was doing these things that I personally had no idea that it could do. And right. it's certain things like, you know, a lot of these phones have smart assistants and even Siri is nice, but it's little things that make a difference, such as with Bixby, I could say, you know, uh, answer the phone call and place it on speaker. 
that place it on speaker is like you would think it'd be a part of any voice assistant because you're using your voice so you don't have to interact with the phone. But little things like that for me made a difference um, because that's one thing that I wish it's a small detail that I could do with other voice assistants on phones and such. But it it did a lot that I didn't realize um, that I felt like people should know. So I did the video on it. But I also learned that sometimes it's too sensitive and it either doesn't or does pick up my voice when I don't want it to. Like if I'm not saying the command, Mm -hmm. it gets triggered. Or if I am saying the command, it won't trigger. So sometimes summoning Bixby can be difficult. But when you issue the command and it works, it's very nice. What about you? Yeah, I mean, I personally am not a big a huge uh, Bixby fan simply because I don't use this Galaxy as a main phone gotcha. much. I mean, I, I do, I have a Note 9 mm-hmm. and I love it. It's a great phone, but I kind of use it more like I use any phone. So I don't like, I try to like basically Google Assistant on every one of my Android phones. And that's kind of what my go-to is really. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm sure if I was an iPhone user, I would be using Siri a lot. But I feel like, you know, Bixby, like we kind of love to hate Bixby and we also hate to love Bixby, yeah. you know what I'm saying? It's like <laughs> both sides. Like, yeah. I, I think it does some stuff well, um, but I think it's too, it's way too much of a insular ecosystem, right? It's really mm-hmm. about Samsung. Mm-hmm. And, and to me, you know, until you have, you know, I still have Google Assistant, like I have a Google Home speakers at the same time as I have, um, you know, Echo speakers from Amazon because... Mm-hmm. I, they have a better ecosystem for controlling smart devices and IoT devices in my home. So I find that I use Google Assistant a lot for like, you know, my personal stuff, my calendar, like reminders, flights, all that stuff. Um, you know, uh, also answering questions about things. If like I need to look something up, you know, look, look, look at maps, look at weather. I find that I use it basically as an assistant, as a, as a brain to help me. Mm-hmm. Whereas I use uh, Echo um, you know, much more as like Amazon, I use much more for like to control things. I, I tell it to turn on my lights. I tell it to set the thermostat, but I don't really interact with it at all in other, in other ways. Like I never ask it for the weather. I never ask it to call me a lift or anything. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So t- I live in the kind of weird world of two assistants. Um, and on top of that, you know, my spouse is an iPhone user, so we've got Siri as well. They, they, they use Siri more, mm-hmm. um, and, and, and also love to hate it and hate to love it, just like I do with Bixby, you know? Mm-hmm. So for me, it's hard to put my eggs into the Bixby basket simply because I'm not so invested in that ecosystem. And I can understand for someone, it's their main phone. That's all they use for two years, you know, cause they're on contract and they're going to have that Bixby on their phone, might as well use it. And maybe it's awesome for them. But for me, it's a lot harder because I jump from device to device. You know, I use PCs, I use Macs. So it's like, I, I want to be able to use an assistant that works on everything. Yeah, and that makes more sense. importantly, because I already give Google so much of my data mm-hmm. for better or for worse. <laughs> I, you know, I get some good results out of that. Like it knows me well, it knows where I live, it knows my patterns and it 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 really is an assistant. It really helps me plan my life and live my life. And I think, you know, I would have to relearn, teach like teach Bixby all this all over again and give it access to my email and calendar and everything for it to become as good. And I think it would always lag behind because I have like five years of history using Google Assistant now, you know? Mm-hmm. That makes sense. So that's kind of my thing about it. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm not against it, but I feel like I'm not, it's not right for me. Yeah. I could, I could understand and respect that. And, and like you said, when you do have the voice assistant or something in that realm that is, you know, cross platform, then that definitely helps when you're using more than one of those devices. So, yeah, I, I get that. I, I think for Bixby, the, the other thing that I, which was a little bit different is the fact that they have the dedicated button. You know, I, I just, yeah. I'd rather, I think it would be so cool and so different if they allowed consumers to like change that button to be whatever they want. It's a quick action button to summon whatever they want. If you're going to actually put the button there. So those that don't like Bixby don't feel forced to use it, you know, because yep. more people, I hear more people, I guess say that they don't use it than those that they do. Um, so it seems like it'd be a nice feature to have. I agree. Having used the LG G7 mm-hmm. and LG V40, they have a dedicated Google Assistant button. Mm-hmm. 
I really wish I could reprogram the Gal- my Galaxy S9 Plus and my Note 9 mm-hmm. to uh, trigger a Google Assistant with that button. And I know they're not going to do that because, you know, they're like, we must use Bixby. Right. But hey, yeah, I get I get where they're coming from, but I just wish, you know, they were smarter about it. Yeah. Yes. I can, I can you know. feel you there. But, you know, the other things I think we're going to be seeing a lot of at... CS is a lot of AR VR stuff mm-hmm. and a lot of car stuff. And I'm sure there's going to be 5G in every corner oh, of yes. the convention center <laughs> since they're finding networks are finally live. Mm-hmm. I'm sure there's going to be demo networks and uh, lots of people showing off hotspots running 5G because the phones obviously are not going to be out for a while. Mm-hmm. Um, what's your take on all that in no particular order? Um, I'm excited um, for those things. Um, I look forward to being able to download a video or a song in like the same or comparable type of speed that I would if I were on Wi-Fi, but I'm on cellular. Like, I know that's a small part of 5G, (laughs) but it's one of the parts of 5G that I'm looking forward to. Um, And then in reference to the AR and VR, I know, uh, and you were there as well, we both went to the tech summit with Qualcomm, and it was kind of cool to see uh, some of the things that we could potentially expect either in the near or far future regarding AR and VR and just how advanced it's becoming. So I'm looking forward to seeing what will be shown at CES and demo that we can actually like experience to just get us even more pumped up. But I think I'm probably between the two looking forward to testing out the VR. um, I know Samsung usually has, the little chairs <laughs> that move all around and oh, yeah, I don't know if I'll be yeah thing. I don't know <laughs> if I so could weird. do that <laughs> but um yeah, I'll take a mild dose I don't even want to wait you yeah know? the There's wait always is always yeah stuff, god it's still cool to yeah, watch though <laughs> it is fun it's fun to watch other people's misery yes on these things. yes <laughs> <laughs> maybe they're not all miserable I'm sure they're not all miserable probably not it, no. to me it seems like something I don't want to do I'm I'm with you on that one. Um, Well, obviously, you know, VR, we're going to have HTC, uh, the Vive ecosystem, and we've got Oculus. You know, Oculus Go has been very popular and Mm -hmm. pretty, uh, pretty, pretty good product this year. So, you know, I hope that um, HTC, you know, uh, follows up with something. Mm -hmm. I know they've already got some similar stuff, but we want, you know, a truly uh, portable, small, completely standalone device. Uh, and I think as such, Oculus Go really hit the mark. So we'll see what happens. You see what they show us. And I mean, it's not, they're not, it's not like they're going to show us a smartphone, right? Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> Anymore. So, uh, but yeah, as far as AR, you know, I think that uh, we'll probably see more and more stuff, both like just AR apps that run on smartphones, like games, like, you know, and, and other I use maybe more useful things. But I think that in terms of headsets, there are probably going to be a few experimental headsets out there. But mm-hmm. I expect those to stay pretty expensive for a while longer, you know, like Magic Leap and, and HoloLens are right now, mm-hmm. because I think it's going to take a while before that comes down and priced to the kind of same price point, like as an Oculus Go or something, you know? Mm-hmm. So, I mean, we're going to see a bunch of demos is what I'm saying. I don't think we're going to see too much product. Um, and then, you know, I'm a big car person, so I'm kind of excited uh, about what we're going to see. Okay. Because CS is always so pie in the sky. Yeah. It's like, I always feel like, you know, I'm watching a sci-fi movie when I'm <laughs> yes. at CS about cars. God, yes. And, you know, again, it's for better or for worse, because you know a lot of it is just hype and mm-hmm, BS. Mm-hmm. But at the same time... You know, it's like, oh, isn't this cool? Exactly. Right? Like it's that cool factor to it, whether it comes out or not. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Are you into the cars? Is it something you're going to cover or you don't care? I usually go over there and I look, but I don't know if I've really featured them as much as I have other tech related things within my videos. It's cool, like you said, to see, but I don't know. I'm not much of a car person as I am a tech person. So I don't know if it's anything. Well, they'll probably only highlight the tech portions of it, I would assume. Maybe with a little yeah. bit of car specs as well. But I don't know. I like the concept cars where they have the ones that look like if they ever did come out, it'd be way, way out in the future. <laughs> I, I totally. like Totally. That's those. what I love about it. Yeah. It's just so sci-fi. Yeah. You know? Like, yeah, I mean, the car tech, a lot of it is like more demos than anything else. Yeah. Right? But 
And very rarely do they show real cars. There exactly. Because it's not really what mm-hmm. the kind of event that nope. CES is. But at the same time, you know, hey... I like the sci-fi stuff. Mm-hmm. It's fun. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it is. And it's it's fun to see in person because like you're saying with the sci-fi things, typically it's probably like in a movie or something. It's not right in front of yeah. you for you to actually possibly touch, but it's definitely not in front of you for you to see in person. So yeah, to bring it into the home, so to speak, <laughs> where it's there with you is nice. Totally. Are you expecting anything on terms of laptops, tablets, anything like that you're excited about? Because obviously Lenovo is going to be there. HP is going to be there. Dell is going to be there. They're all going to be launching new things. Acer is going to be there. Asus and, you know, Asus also has phones, so they might surprise us with something there. Although I expect them to keep that for MWC. But, you know, all of those uh, manufacturers um, are pretty heavily invested and that and the gaming side of their companies, right? Mm -hmm. So are you expecting anything fun and exciting there? Um, expecting, I would say no, but I'm sure they probably have some cool things, but I, I don't, nothing comes to mind off the top of my head that I would be checking for anything, I guess that you might be, and maybe it'll be something that I might be as well. <laughs> well, I mean, you know, I love thin and light laptops. I'm not as big a fan of like convertible two in ones that I kind of like, you know, like the iPad with a keyboard cover. Like, I think they're, they have their place mm-hmm. and I think people love them, but I prefer like a real laptop experience, even if it's like, you know, like a yoga where you can flip it all the way around into a tablet. Yeah. I'm I'm looking forward to more choices in that field and maybe kind of like at Computex last year, you know, get to see some futuristic form factors that we haven't thought about. Like I was really excited about the Lenovo Yoga, um, the Yoga book, the C930, the one that has uh, half of it is e-ink, you know, e-paper mm-hmm. and the other half is a screen and the e-paper part turns into a keyboard and trackpad or it turns into a, like a drawing tablet. Did you see that one? No, I didn't. What is it called again? That came out at IFA. It's called the Lenovo Yoga Book uh, C930, I believe. Okay. And it's like a very small, thin and light Intel laptop, but instead of having a keyboard and trackpad where the keyboard and trackpad would be, mm-hmm. it has like a, an e-ink, like a, a panel that looks like a Kindle. And that can be transformed into either a keyboard mm. or a trackpad or a drawing pad, like with a pen. So you can doodle on it. And it's pretty cool because it's pretty creative. And, you know, it's their second generation of this. They, they did a first gen mm-hmm. one a few years ago. And like, I like these weird form factors. I feel like people experimenting, you know, might not stick, right? Mm-hmm. Consumers might not like it and buy it, or maybe it's not fleshed out enough and it does kind of like, goes back to the drawing board, but I kind of like when they show new stuff like that. So I'm not sure what we're going to see, but I'm hoping that w- amongst the plethora of tablets and laptops, <laughs> that we're going to be, a, uh, they're going to be announcing that there is some stuff in there, you know? Yeah. That, that is kind of fun. Definitely sounds like a cool idea. That would be nice to see. Cause I don't think I've seen that in person or at all. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's out. So obviously you'll be able to see it at the Lenovo booth. Mm-hmm. Um, and you should, if you have a Lenovo contact, you should ping them and see if you can get a review in it because yeah. it's kind of fun. I'm, I'm waiting for one. I've got the, uh, I've got the Snapdragon mm-hmm. one, you know, the, um, the 855 based, uh, yoga laptop, okay. the C C630. And mostly because I wanted to experience a really long battery life in the LTE and stuff. And, you know, this whole like windows 10 on Snapdragon thing, I wanted to check it out for myself so i've got one to review right now i've had it for a few weeks and i think it's pretty awesome honestly i don't feel like it's too slow and the battery life is really good and the lte having a computer that you just turn on it's instantly on and it's instantly online you mm-hmm. know you don't have to think like oh do i have a wi-fi password for this place oh, or nice am i close right. enough to the starbucks mm-hmm. that i can get wi-fi right now or do i have to tether my phone and turn it on like you don't have to worry about any of that it just works you know it's beautiful <laughs> uh, of course you know as reviewers we get like free access to the data plan and stuff but uh people that does that does come with a price obviously yes. right so but stuff like that, I'm uh, always excited to see. So I'm wondering if we're going to see more Snapdragon-based laptops. Um, but yeah, um, I, I mean, generally speaking, uh, the other thing I love at CS is all the weird little stuff. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, at, towards the end of the show, you go to the like show floor and you walk around and you're like, 
like they have like all these weird flash drives yeah. and like cases for your phone <laughs> and like USB fans and thingies. And a lot of it is total yeah. crap, but it's just entertaining and amusing. And I just love walking around going like, oh my God, like think of all this crazy ideas people have come up mm -hmm. with and turn into USB devices, mm -hmm. you know? It is. <laughs> it's, it's, it's really interesting to see, like you said, just all the different things. Like I know they had um, a robot that everyone seemed to be walking, myself included, <laughs> walking around with like you held her hand and she'd walk with you and she'd look at you and she'd look away and she'd blink and she'd like say certain things. It was just really interesting to kind of see that and then all the other little robots and what they were doing <laughs> from the dancing ones and yeah. such. <laughs> I remember yeah. that. How was the experience? Did it feel like, did you feel connected? Did it feel kind of real? Was it fun or was it just creepy? It was fun and a little creepy, like, <laughs> but okay. it was fun. Um, I was nervous because I didn't know like what to expect or not nervous, but like um, maybe a little apprehensive at first <laughs> because I didn't know exactly what the robot did until I got over and like, um, was actually watching it but I could just see like from a distance at first just people kind of like all around it and then I see that it just walks with you and talks and such and so it was just like just a <laughs> robot but it just reminds you of like movies it's really CES is just bringing a lot of the stuff we see in movies <laughs> to life yeah But that's the thing, right? Like in some ways we are ahead of yeah. ourselves if you compare it to some sci-fi, mm -hmm. but in the other way, like we're so behind in some areas, right? Like, so it's kind of interesting that CS is kind of that magical place that as crazy as it is, some mm -hmm. of it is really kind of like, tells you a lot of what to expect. And that's why I love going, you know, as you said, Eureka Park, like, because it shows you the trends. It really you, does. You can kind of get a good feel for, like, what's going to be commonplace. Like, you know, when the smart speakers were coming out, I was like, yeah, this is going to be a big deal. And once they drop below like 30 bucks, everyone's going to have those mm -hmm. in their house. And look now, like a lot of people have them in their Indeed. house. So be interesting to see how that, you know how that pans out mm -hmm. as it were um trying to think what else that i saw rumors about so uh, sony last year had launched some mid-range phones i don't know if we're going to see anything from them in terms of mobile but there's going to have them like sony samsung lg tcl mm -hmm. and hisense and like a few others I gonna be. We're gonna see a lot of 8K TVs. Yeah, I think, this that's year. what like, I'm hearing too. Like, mm -hmm. of course, they're gonna be super expensive, mm -hmm. but they're gonna be like things you'll be able to buy in six months, and you know, only very rich people will. But <laughs> at the same time, you know, that's how four. That's how 4K is done. Remember, really like 4K. Did. You remember how expensive? Mm -hmm. Like nobody could afford a 4K TV. Now you can go to Best Buy and buy a 4K TV for 300 yep, bucks. It's and, a, yeah. I mean, it's not a good right. one, but it's good yeah. enough. Like. <laughs> You know, That's so, so true. I don't know. I think it'll be interesting. Have you seen an AK TV in person? Like, have you witnessed what that looks Not like? Not since like two or three years ago at CES. I have, and it was kind of mind blowing. Uh, like, it's hard to explain yeah. un like you, until you see it. And then you're like, wow. <laughs> it's, like, it's like, you know, when the first time you see a quad HD or a 4K yes. display on a yes. phone and you're like, oh, wow. Like, it's like, oh. It's like, this is my, it's, it's that kind of wow where you know, like you, what you want to say is, is this completely unnecessary, right, right. but I'm impressed mm -hmm, anyway. Mm -hmm. You know what mm -hmm. I'm saying? Like that. I'm interested yeah. like to yeah. see too, what will be like the trending items. Cause you know, like every year there are things that every influencer seems to be covering on their channel. So like last year, I think everybody, or maybe it was the year before, but I'm sure you'll probably, it'll ring a bell when I describe it, which is the Razer phone that docks inside of the mm -hmm. laptop. Oh, that was that really was, cool. That was one of my most exciting things. Right. That was buzzing like across <laughs> all of YouTube for all the tech influencers. And then the, um, I want to say it was the LG TV with the soundbar where it was like paper thin and the soundbar um, had the speakers or the subwoofers or whatever it was that actually, I think it was like speakers. I'm not certain, but it came up out of the yeah. sound. Bar. You familiar I with that? So like it's certain things that just like everybody seemed to be talking about, like they were just buzzing across all the feeds. So I'm really ex interested to see what it'll be this year. Like, what is it? Is What is going to be that thing that 
everybody seems to be talking about, you know? <laughs> yeah. And you know, speaking of Razor, I want to say to everyone, I think I mentioned it maybe in one of my previous shows, like, but for a couple of weeks now, I've had a Razor phone too. So I'm a mm -hmm. Razor, yeah, Razor phone too, not Razor 2 phone. I was going to say it's not the other way. <laughs> Razor phone too. And I wanted to say that, that finally, I want to thank the PR people at Razor for finally hooking me up. I know it was hard for them and I know it was a lot of work. But I've got it. And uh, so I, I'm going to use it at CS and I'll have a verdict for everyone on the show in the future. Maybe after CS, I'll have a show and mention what I think about it. Have you played with one? Do you have a review in it? Of the Razer phone? Yeah. I do not. Um, I haven't played with it at oh, all. That's a bummer. Did um, you play with yeah. the first one by any chance? <laughs> no, I've never, as far as the Razer phones are concerned, like the most of an interaction I've had with them has really been pretty much at CES. It's interesting, you know, how Razor is like that. Like you either in or you're not. And like, it's, and I've been pushing yeah. really hard with them because I was like, look, folks, like my podcast is all about phones and we talk about the phones all the time. And I cannot talk about the Razor because you don't send me one. So I don't have anything to say. And, uh, you know, last, that was last year. And then they never sent me one. And then this year, like I had to like, I bugged them for like months and they finally did. And I'm like, look, mm -hmm. you're not that special. It's not like you're like, you know, I hate <laughs> to say this. Like, like, I think what they're doing is cool. Don't get me wrong. Like, I think that there's room for gaming phones and they're definitely the first to come out there with a gaming phone that, you know, was really interesting. And remember, they acquired Nextbit, the company that made the Robin phone before that. And I was really tight with those guys. And so the industrial design, that really square oh, yeah, design, is very much from the Robin, uh, from Nextbit Robin days. So they've kind of continued that, but made it all black and matte and badass looking, right? With the little logo that glows mm -hmm. in the back and all that. But, but that, you know, the, the general industrial design comes from that, that the company they acquired. So it's not like, and it, it, to me, it's kind of like a continuation of that, even though Razer is its own thing. And so I was kind of, you know, glad I finally got one. Um, we'll see how, um, how it develops. Yeah. So anyway, let's move on from CS and the Razer phone onto some other stuff. You did a cool video about top five Android apps. And mm -hmm. I kind of want to know what, like, you know, what they wear and how you pick them. And, you know, like, yeah, tell us about that. Yeah. Um, for my top five Android apps, I tend to use apps that I've already had and been and have been using. And then I also check for new ones. Um, and I, I really liked Gbox. Um, that was the first one I recommended um, because it allows you to have a lot of different tools for Instagram in one app. So you can reduce that folder that you might have titled Instagram um, with all the different apps to do what one app will. Um, so that one was really nice. But I tend to try to look for apps that I find useful and I feel others may find useful. And I, I had other apps that I wanted to recommend. And then I'm like, but I felt like that would be for a more niche audience. Like um, it was some like app called like Golden Hour, which I probably will eventually still feature. But I know that's for more of those people out there that are into photography and videography. So with this particular roundup, I wanted it to be more of a general yeah, type of it. app selection, something that I felt like more people could look at and appreciate Versus just a very specific audience. And so I, that was the goal there. And sometimes I feature a game. Sometimes I don't. Um, I don't play a lot of games on my phone. <laughs> and that's probably why. <laughs> but um, Chili Snow was the game that I featured in this one. And that was pretty fun. It was like one of those games that's like so simple. It's hard. And that's pretty much what I said in the video. Because it's like, it's just two, but it's just two actions. You short press or long press. And that's wow. it. But you're trying to get this ball to ski down the slope of snow and not hit the trees. <laughs> and the closer you get to hitting a tree and like maneuvering in between a cluster of trees versus taking the safer route, the higher the points you will receive. Wow. <laughs> and so um, it just increasingly gets hard each race. It's not too long. It's a very nice, quick game that you could play, especially if you're like in line waiting somewhere where you just want to do something really quick and not get too engaged, but definitely pass time. That's the, that's the app for you. <laughs> oh, cool. So yeah. um, what were the other ones? I, you mentioned G-Box and Chili Snow. Like, 
Well, how did you yeah. pick them and, and why and what did you like? Well, how do you like, how do you like them and why did you recommend them? I like them because um, G Box just gave me everything that I needed in one spot yeah, for Instagram. Totally. You don't have to go um, hunt around for all the different apps. Exactly. Yeah. It just made it simple. And then I picked Chili Snow just, just really because it was so, so fun and yeah. easy to play. Cool. Um, but that's typically what I look for. I look at apps that not only I like, but I feel others may like as well. Like an app that I would actually sit down and talk to one of my friends about and be like, Hey, have you checked out X, Y, Z? That's the approach that I try to use when it comes to finding apps. So, so what, tell me about that other one called pixels. What does that do? Pixels. That's really interesting because, um, I think, you know, some people just don't journal, but they want a very quick, brief uh, way to capture their day um, for, you know, archival purposes. So, like, if you don't want to write down a whole journal entry about everything that happened, you can just select your mood that you had for that day out of, like, a few different emojis. So it's like a sad face, mm-hmm. happy mm-hmm. face, and all that in between. And then you can also like select key terms that describe your mood. And if you want, you have a section to write a little bit more information about your day. So it's really simple, but it gives you all that you need really to jot your day. So, or to jot things about your day. That's cool. But it's a journaling app. It's a journaling app, but then it takes it a step further because when you open the app, you're greeted with a calendar that is truly the entire year at a glance. So you have your months at the top, your dates on the left, and you just choose what you want and then input the data so that by the end of the year, you have this big grid of all these different colors that symbolize your mood over the year. Oh, cool. Yeah. So if you see like a lot of green squares, you know, you were happy most of the year. (laughs) A lot of red, you might have been mad. So and you can customize the colors so that they speak further to you. So I thought that was really neat. That is really cool. What yeah. about the other two? The other two? What were my other two? Stuff was one of uh-huh. them, which is a widget app. So I know like personally, sometimes I just need to jot down a few things, whether I'm on a call or something that I just don't want to forget. I don't have time to open up the notes app or I don't feel like it. You literally can jot down notes on your your actual home screen. Got it. But instead of it just being as simple as you writing down a note, um, or it's more like a to-do list, actually. Instead of you writing down what you need to complete, it groups it by categories. So you have today, tomorrow, and later, I think, or upcoming or something mm-hmm. like that. But that's for things that are like way off in the future. So then you can actually sit there and say, oh, yeah, today I need to go to the grocery store. But tomorrow I need to go, you know, to get my hair done. And later I want to do this. So it allows you to, while you're still on the fly jotting these things down, organize them a bit more that's very cool yeah that's yeah. always tough right because you're you're like you want to keep track you want to plan but then you have to start an app and then you know exactly for the, the moment it's really friction right like you really want to be able to like get it done now and so it, that's mm-hmm. you know widgets are not not that popular and that used by people on android but i think they're really a big differentiator that i think people should use it's a nice one just you know, a good app takes advantage of that you know oh yeah your last one was Otter Voice Notes. So it's, a, I suppose, a voice notes app. But what makes it so different? Mm-hmm. For me, what made um, that one different is how smart it is. So it dictates your voice into text. And then in addition to that, you can search for certain words so that it finds your voice memo. So maybe I knew I talked about something. I can't find it, but I know what I talked about. It will actually find that note by me typing in that term. Um, and it dictated pretty well um, in terms of accuracy. And in addition to doing that, it can also start to learn your voice and then the voices of others. So if you're in a meeting with the same, you know, a group of people and you want to record the meeting, it could actually figure out who's speaking ah. and say, you know, this person's speaking and this is what they said. And when you play back the audio, it shows it in line with the text. So it actually plays it back in sync with the transcript. And if you want, you can take photos and it'll sync it in time with the transcript and the pictures. So that's very cool. Yeah. Yeah. And you get 600, I think, minutes, I want to say it was. I can't remember. 600, I want to say minutes um, for free. And then you enter into the paid section and it 
trans it um syncs across uh three devices for free. So I just felt like it was a really good note taking app. Cool. Um that wasn't too complicated to use and um appreciate. So yeah, yeah. nice. That's pretty awesome. <laughs> yeah. Um so that's cool. You know, I wanted to know one last week on the show we talked about the top five um well actually it was i think maybe it was the week before we we talked yeah we talked about the top five phones of 2018 do you mm -hmm. have a top five i would love to hear if you have had five phones that you played with that really stood mm. out for you five <laughs> uh i think i have four okay well let's do that if start with that, number four okay. start backwards um, I would say, uh, I don't even know if I want to rank them. Okay, then don't rank them. You have to. <laughs> I just got to thinking about like that. I got to thinking about that. Would I rank them in this order in which I'm about to put them? But <laughs> okay. Um, I will say a phone, four phones that stood out to me would be, uh, the OnePlus yep. 16. Mm -hmm. Um, I really just ensured one thing in specific that really appealed to me about that phone was the fact that it took a piece of tech that so many people were seeing but couldn't really obtain. And that is that in-screen fingerprint sensor. It's the first of its kind, I think, that people are able to actually walk in store and purchase. Yep, absolutely. And it's unlocked. It's an unlocked phone. It's affordable. Um, I feel like it's a really great uh, option. And I love the innovation there with the in-screen fingerprint reader. So, um yeah, that I'd, I'd say that definitely makes my list. Um, also, the Google Pixel. Yeah. Um, I really love the camera on that. It's I still amazing. have yet to test <laughs> nighttime or I think that's what it's called. Night vision. Yeah. Night sight. Um, I think. Night sight. I was still off. <laughs> but night sight. Yeah. I, I still have yet to test that. But I've, I remember you showed me like an example of it. I'm just, it's just beautiful what it can do. <laughs> it really is impressive yeah yeah i like that um and then um the galaxy note 9 that is a favorite yeah, of mine yeah I, I love the s pen and just the screen i think the screen and the camera definitely get me every time with that phone and it's just like a productivity person's dream so i love the fact that i can like watch a video and then at the bottom you know have my notes app or something else open while I'm watching a video or just two apps in general open. Um, I love just how you can multitask. So I'm a multitasker. I'm the type on a computer. I'll have six to seven windows open and, yeah, yeah. or six to seven apps open. And then in the um, web browser, I have like seven or eight tabs, like I'm all over the place. <laughs> so to have a phone that allows me to kind of have that in my pocket, I like that cool um yeah so no that's I mean, a the note good nine is is a beast and you can't go wrong yeah yeah what's your number yeah. four or no uh, the, number uh, the, the other last one. one uh the last one i would say is uh the iphone 10s or 10s max okay 10s um yeah either or i really like the camera on those um and um those are feature i i know when i i still have to put my review out <laughs> but i know when i was testing uh the camera and I was hearing, you know, Apple talk about the camera on the 10s and 10s Max. I was like, OK, you know, I just thought it was going to be one of those incremental changes where you may or may not notice between that and the 10. But there is a very visible difference when it comes to the camera between the two, even though it's just the S iteration. It's a noticeable difference because yeah. um, I was on a trip and my friend had the 10 and I had the 10s. And when we take the same photo, it'd be like mine's will look so much better. <laughs> <laughs> You know, Ouch. with that HDR and such. Yeah. So, yeah, sure. <laughs> but um, in the portrait mode was even better. But um, I, I like those two as well. I actually am using the uh, 10s Max between the two, but I think I'm gonna go to the smaller variant soon. I kind of, I don't know, I'm missing that form factor for some reason, which is different for me because generally I like the bigger phones. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> do you do yeah. you have a bigger Pixel, or the smaller one? I have both. Okay. Um, so between the two, though, um, it's the bigger one that I have been leaning more towards using. Yeah, yeah. But uh, yeah, I think I think it's time for a change. <laughs> <laughs> um, so let's see, uh, Galaxy. Yeah, I think it was a good list. Um, I had uh, out of my f four of my phones were the same. 
Um, so mm-hmm. I had the One Plus 6T in there. I had uh, that mm-hmm. was my top one, tied with the Mate 20 Pro, uh, mm-hmm. because I had to. It's it's you know you know if you listen to last week's show or watch my top my video, I actually published a top five phones of 2018 video. Put I'll put okay. the link in the show notes, but. It's basically a recap of the podcast, but you know more visual. So uh, I had the uh, I had the the, the Mate Twenty Pro and the OnePlus Six T tied because they're both super significant in very different ways, and they're both Chinese phones. Um, and then I had um, I had uh, the Pixel in there, but I picked the Pixel Three, even though my daily is a Pixel Three XL, because mm-hmm. I think the Pixel Three is the sweeter of the two. I I mean I pick the three XL in my pocket every day because like you I'm super productivity multitasking driven. Oh yeah, and I mm-hmm. need you know I need that uh, I need that real estate I need that battery life right. But mm-hmm. I have to say from like general package overall package like you know very few it's like the iPhone ten and ten S like very few phones are that small and that packed with technology you know. And mm-hmm. so I kind of had to give that the give it a nod for that. Uh, I had the Note Nine in there, and I had for me I had the iPhone Ten R as my pick because I feel like you okay. know between the battery life, uh, I think it does better job at portraits in portrait mode because it doesn't use the the tele lens, mm-hmm. which so it means it has a faster oh, f stop, yeah. so it gathers mm-hmm. more light and all that stuff. Uh, mm-hmm. And I just feel I just like the colors, and I'm also really impressed that even though it's a kind of lower resolution uh, panel. It's an IPS mm-hmm. panel that has almost no borders. And, you know, all the IPS panels out there that are like almost full screen are like have a little bit of a chin because of the device, you know, of the screen driver, the display driver. So mm-hmm. it's interesting that Apple is the only one has managed to do without that. And so to me, that's kind of why I picked it. Also, it's more affordable. So for people want an iPhone, you know, they can get one that's all, has all the good specs of the bigger ones now, almost, except for the camera, right? And the better Mm -hmm. display. So I thought that was kind of cool that Apple made that phone and I picked it because of that. And my other pick on the list was the LG V40. Because I had had to have five. So, um, (laughs) no, not because I shouldn't say, make it sound like I didn't like it. No, I like the phone. I think that, you know, it had triple camera on the back before the Mate 20 Pro. So it has the, like the regular camera, the tele, like zoom camera. And then it has an ultra wide angle, which a lot of LG phones have. And the ultra wide angles really helps you be expressive and creative. And of course the Mate 20 Pro has that as well. But what really set the 20, the V40 apart and the reason I have it in there is because the audio it has headphone jack. And it's not just any headphone jack. It's got one of the really best sounding DACs and headphone amps. So if you listen to audio wired instead of Bluetooth and you're like one of those crazy audio people that really loves really good sound, that's the phone for you. And that's why I figure that was, you know, the, in the same way as like the Google Pixel is kind of like the camera phone of choice, I figured the V40 is like the sound phone of choice, you know? Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. So that was kind of my 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 take. But is there any other tech this past year that you know, stood out for you? Like devices you reviewed that you're like, wow, I can't ah. live without this. This is really cool. For me, I mentioned it when we were talking earlier about CS and the Google Home Hub is really cool. Um, I think they did a really good job with that product. Um, that kind of stood out and came out of nowhere. Uh, mm-hmm. Anything like that in your in your world? Yeah, I would say um, one in particular that I've been uh, using lately is the Insta One 360X. Oh, I yeah. hope I didn't mess up the name. Yeah, um, that is phenomenal with what it can do. Like it is so small, and it actually captures a really great image, 5K image, and the features of what you can do with that. I think, especially for vloggers or people that just want to, you know, capture different moments of their life, it gives you a different perspective. And it's all how you use it. It allows you to be really creative in terms of having like the 360 effect where it looks like a little ball (laughs) instead of just around. And then it has like a hyperlapse um, option where it'll automatically like speed up and slow down the segment in which it recorded. It has bullet time. Um, it, It just does so much. And the quality of the video looks great and it takes photos. So I was really impressed with that. Um, and it's a tool, actually, that I plan on using more. I 
definitely need to make sure I pack that now that I think about it for CES. <laughs> yeah, you need it. Because that would be nice to capture some moments there. But that really um, like blew me away recently. And the GoPro is pretty nice uh, with the stabilization. Like They're kind of hand in hand. It's like, which do you use between the two? It all depends on what you want to capture, I would say. You know, because they're both great and but similar in what they can do in the sense that they're like action cams. But outside of that term, they're different. You know what I mean? Yeah, totally. Um, yeah. But uh, those two, uh, anything else? I'm looking around as I speak. <laughs> like anything else in the forefront <laughs> that I would pick out? What about those the iPad? Two, the, iPad the new iPad Pro. Yeah, yeah. Oh, the new iPad. I'm actually, yeah, got that in front of me too. Yeah. Um, that is nice. I really love what they did with that in terms I of I love the industrial slightly... design. I really think for me, it yes. stands out as one of the most beautiful devices of 2018. Yes, it really is. And the way it charges the pencil is so much better now. Yeah, right. <laughs> you know, just to be able to let it snap to it and then it, it's charging. Um, so that was cool. It was really interesting because I did an unboxing but I didn't um, like edit it and release it. But it was crazy because like in the unboxing I had on these earrings and I took the pencil and I was like talking and it like the magnet grabbed my earring. <laughs> <laughs> and so I was like, oh, my God, this is something that you wouldn't think about, you know, happening. But it's a very common gesture that people do with a pencil or a pen by putting it near their face as they think. Yeah. You and boom, probably should just, do a blooper reel with that one. Right. I probably should still like <laughs> release that in some shape or form, but like maybe as I just thought that was interesting. It's true that I didn't even think about that, but that would be pretty cool. Oh, wow. But that's one of those things where it's just like, you know, you know, y'all think about that. And I guess that highlights the female in tech perspective. <laughs> yeah, totally. I mean, you know, I, yeah. I don't know. Some guys have earrings too. I, I, it'd be interesting to see how many people get their iPad yeah. magnetic pencil caught on something that's not what they expect. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, exactly. I bet you it happens way more than you think. You know, it probably wow. does. Crazy <laughs> stuff. Yeah. So, yeah, um, uh, we've talked about CS and we've talked about, you know, uh, favorite apps, favorite devices. Um, let's cover some news. There is a few little items. Uh, I don't know if you've been following the saga. It's not a saga. I make it sound way more interesting than it really is. But the uh, <laughs> the story behind this cam, this Nokia phone with five cameras. Um, there's been lots of leaks and rumors in the past that Nokia has been working on a flagship phone with five cameras um, that would potentially have the PureView uh, brand on it, which is a brand that they used in the past when they were making Windows phones before. Uh, before they got acquired by Microsoft and stuff. So uh, it's interesting because, you know, we've seen phones with three cameras in the back and two in the front, like the uh, LG V40, three cameras mm -hmm. in the back and one in the front, like the Mate mm -hmm. 20 Pro. We've got, you know, a weird thing with the Pixel 3, which has one in the back, but two in the front. So we've seen kind of all the combos possible and imaginable, yet we haven't seen oh and galaxy yeah galaxy a7 a8 a9 i can't remember one of the phones that is not sold in the us from uh samsung that's a mid-range phone has four four lenses in the back so five right so next it's like it's like the blades on the razors you know three blades four blades five blades so mm -hmm. i don't know um if this wasn't Nokia, I'd just be rolling my eyes and go, okay, bizarre, interesting. But this mm -hmm. is Nokia, and they have a history of making really good camera phones. So I'm kind of intrigued. And we had some leaks this year. Uh, I saw a story on Engadget about uh, some much, you know, much less prototypey looking devices, much more finished looking devices than what we've seen before. Um, showing the design, it's like a shaped and a like a little pentagon like they have a hexagon because they have two extra sensors in there so it mm -hmm. looks like a weird hexagon layout in the back of the phone it's kind of cool i would would you you know would you be intrigued by that like would you want to find out more about it or is it just yeah whatever i would um i like the idea of having more than one camera on the back um and i'd be interested to see what it looks like i think i've seen like i don't know if it's concepts of what it could be on the back of the uh Nokia phone with the five cameras, but I would like to see it in person and see if the cameras perform well enough where I would want that type of design. You know what I mean? 
Yeah, I think a lot of it is going to come down to computational photography. You know, yeah. I think a lot of it is is uh, th- it's not about the number of lenses. It's not about being able to select your lens. I think there's going to be a bit of that. In uh, there. I got you. But I think it's mm-hmm. more like about using the different lenses combined and do some crazy number crunching to get some better images. So it'll be interesting to see how they do that because you know, mm-hmm. if you look at a phone like the Mate Twenty Pro, or the V Forty. You know, the only lens I would add, if I had to add a fourth one, would be a monochrome sensor because it's nice to have a pure monochrome sensor to be super creative and artsy, right? Uh, like the P20 Pro had a dedicated monochrome sensor before the Mate 20 Pro. So I, I think that would be cool. But then where's that fifth camera coming from and what does it do? So I, I'm not quite convinced that these five cameras are necessarily like one for each purpose. I think they're more like... They're there, and some of them are specific for purpose. It's probably a tele one, and it's probably a super wide angle one. But I have a feeling that the others are all kind of getting combined, and data is being used from all of them to kind of create better pictures. At least that's what I'm hoping for. So that's kind of what I'm excited yeah. about this phone. Yeah, that's a good perspective. That's a really good perspective. Just them working in harmony and being an awesome camera versus <laughs> selecting, mm-hmm. oh, give me this lens now, you know, yeah, kind of I thing. <laughs> and I think that's, I kind of feel like what like uh, Samsung did with the Galaxy A789, whatever it was. I can't remember. I think it might be the A9. But it had four, it has four lenses in the back, but like one is tele, one is regular, one is wide angle. Okay, so fine. But what's the fourth one for? Portrait. They have like a second, mm. a fourth camera that's just for portrait. I'm like, can't you use the tele camera for that? Like, mm-hmm. you just put a fourth camera on the back so you have bragging rights, didn't you? <laughs> like, it's totally what it is. Like, there's no reason for that fourth camera to exist. You know, I got you. Yeah, of interesting. Yeah. And, and speaking of, have you been following the Galaxy S10 rumors saga? This has been like I've been avoiding talking about it on the podcast, but yeah. Because I just kind of wanted to wait at least till the new year because now, you know, there's going to, it's going to probably be announced around Mobile Congress and Mm -hmm. we could be talking about the Galaxy S10 rumors every week at this point. So I don't want to get too much into it, but I kind of thought this one was interesting. Uh, A story that, you know, it does kind of make sense. It goes without saying that for the S10 to be competitive, it's going to need to have something similar to Face ID. Like right Mm -hmm. now there's the Retina scanner and the face identification that's combined, you know, whatever they call it, hybrid face ID mm-hmm. or whatever. And mm-hmm. it's not really the same as what's done on the iPhone. Like what Apple is doing, you know, with uh, f- with uh, uh, using like a projector, an infrared camera and, and basically my time of flight measuring depth, actual like 3D depth of every point on your face. Mm-hmm. That That is very specialized and that's why it works so well and that's why it's so bulletproof and it works at night, et cetera, et cetera. Nobody's really done that quite as well on Android yet. Um, Oppo Find X had had that in the back, the, the one of the the motor slider, remember that phone? Yeah. A little slider that slides up with a motor. And then they had that on the uh, Mate 20 Pro, they have a similar sensor. But they're not, Phones you can get easily in the U.S., you know, they're not phones that are going to be store, sold at your local operator carrier store. So to me, it's exciting to see that there are finally rumors of Samsung putting some sort of serious Face ID competitor sensor in their phone. Because so far, I've just not been impressed with the the face and the retina uh, sensing recognition that that samsung has on the note 9 and the s9 doesn't work that well for me so mm-hmm. does it work for you um i honestly don't use it that much i think i think <laughs> i go. set it up so that it does that and like the fingerprint like it does more than one method and i think i end up using one of the others before yeah. i use that one it's so the same um, with me. I always reach yeah. out for the fingerprint somehow. Yeah, it's like second nature. Like yeah. your finger just magically finds back there, like the area back there. And like you said, it is a little bit different than Face ID in terms of how well it will actually scan your face. Yeah. So, yeah, it's a noticeable difference, actually. You know? so, so I'm excited about that. And I think that, yeah. you know, I want to see somebody do it right. That's a yeah, big player definitely. that is sold in the U.S. That's commonplace. So reading that rumor kind of had me think about the S10 a little more. And, you know, the other rumors of the S10 is, you know, there's going to be potentially three or four versions, like a light, a regular, mm-hmm. and a bigger one. And then the 5G one would might be like the fourth option, potentially a 5G dedicated version. And, you know, uh, the rumors are that the it's going to have the Infinity O display from the, Gal- from the, the Galaxy A8 Plus, no, A8S. 
The A8S, which is sold in other countries, has is a mid-range phone, but it has the the hole punch, punch hole thing, you know, where there's a tiny hole in the screen and the camera, mm -hmm. front camera goes through. So apparently the S10 will have that design, which I think is a really cool design because it means, you know what that means? I mean, Samsung right. has managed to avoid having a notch on a phone. Yeah. Yeah. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> Smart. They jumped yeah. right past the notch into something else. So that's kind of cool. And, you know, honestly, as much as I love the S9, S9 Plus and Note 9 this year, they're great phones, but they were very evolutionary. And they, I think mm -hmm. it's time for Samsung to give us something a little more exciting, you know, even though yeah. they're very solid phones, they just, they just kind of lacked excitement this year a little bit. So I'm kind of looking forward to a, a little more excitement coming out of my S10, S10 Plus and Note 10 this year. Yeah, it's like I'm interested to see how that uh, display would look in person because I'm all about the Infinity display. Like less bezel, more screen. That's that's I love it. So it's like I'm really interested to see what that little I don't even know what to call it. I can't call it per se a peephole, <laughs> but what that area in which they're designating for the sensors and the camera is necessary uh, would look like in person because we're so used to it connecting and it being like a notch to the top bezel of the phone, but to kind of have a little space in between the bezel and that area is different, right? Uh, yeah, I don't think anybody totally. else has done that, yeah. No. So they're, they're the ones though that will do that because something I like about Samsung as well is that they push the envelope for innovation. They will load you down with a bunch of features. You know what I mean? Like they're going to try it. Yeah. They're <laughs> they'll be the company it. to yeah, try totally. it. Yeah. <laughs> and I like that. I like that too. Yeah. I, and you know, somebody's, even if it doesn't stick, like, you know, it's okay. Um, and now it used to be that they would do it kind of, and it would get in the way, but now they're smarter about it. They try new stuff, but you can turn it off. You don't like it, whatever, you know, so it's, it's not bad. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah, cool. Well, listen, we should wrap it up, but I wanted to get your chance to, for you to tell everyone on the show where they can find you on the internet. If they don't know already where, mm -hmm. uh, where, where you are and what your handles are and all that good stuff. Awesome. Yeah, you can find me on YouTube, Instagram, and Twitter, all under the same handle, which is Tech Me Out. And that's spelled T-E-C-H-M-E-0-U-T. Yeah, it's awesome. zero. Yeah, zero. Yeah, the O is taken, right? Yeah. <laughs> but thankfully on YouTube, if you type in Tech Me Out with the O, it'll come up. But Instagram and Twitter definitely has to be a zero. <laughs> yeah, see, that's because Google uses a they're awesome search algorithms for YouTube, mm -hmm. but Twitter and Instagram doesn't have access to those great algorithms, oh, so it man. doesn't figure it out. Right, right. Yeah, <laughs> totally. Yeah, no, that's great. And, you know, if you are not following Tech Me Out yet on, on YouTube and all the different platforms, you should. Uh, great content, really, really, really accessible content. And uh, it's always nice to have other women in tech Yes. doing their thing and that's why i'm so stoked that you came to the show the, today thank you for being on it thank you I, I appreciate you having me up here it's always good like you said to connect with other women in tech as well and just like talk tech yeah, <laughs> tech talk, talk tech totally. exactly so yeah i appreciate it thank you yeah, and you all probably all know where to find me if you're listening to this podcast. Uh, I'm uh, at Tankgirl on Twitter and Instagram. That's T-N-K-G-R-L, like the comic book character without the vowels because I couldn't get the one with the vowels years and years ago. Um, but uh, yeah, same handle on Twitter, same handle on Instagram. You all know that the uh, Mobile Tech Podcast, this podcast is the, at the URL is mobiletechpodcast.com. Pretty straightforward. Um, we're on all the major podcast platforms, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Pocket Cast, Overcast. Uh, we're on TuneIn Radio, I'm pretty sure as well. A bunch of other platforms. But um, if you don't subscribe yet, go ahead and subscribe and tell your friends. And uh, there is a YouTube channel that goes along with my podcast. Uh, mostly uh, unboxing videos, some some reviews, some hands-ons, basically whatever I feel like at the time. It's not nearly as polished as what Tech Me Out does <laughs> or a lot, of the other, you, no, a lot of the other YouTube creators I've had on the show have really much more polished work. I, I kind of just do it for fun to give 
you know, the audience a chance to see the devices I'm talking about, to have some visuals to go with the show, basically. So the YouTube channel is, uh, it's my name. So it's youtube.com slash Miriam Schwar, Miriam with a Y. Um, and, uh, you know, it, it's it's basically called the Mobile Tech Podcast channel, but it's, it's really uh, a supplement to the show. So subscribe to that as well and tell your friends and all that good stuff. And, uh, you know, I want to also thank Audible, our sponsor audible.com is basically the place to go for audiobooks if you like to listen to books instead of reading them this is really the platform i think that has the best variety and choice and if you do um want to support the podcast and you want to sign up because you don't or use Audible and you want to get three a three day free trial and help the podcast along, then please do that. There's a link in the show notes. It's audibletrial.com slash mobile tech. That's audibletrial.com slash mobile tech. So go there and sign up if you like listening to books instead of reading them, or maybe you can read them because of your work or your commute or whatever. So do that and support the podcast. And yeah, thanks again for being on. Check me out. Thank you. I appreciate your time and having me up here as well. It's been pretty cool. I hope I run into you at CS. Yes, as do I. We definitely have to catch up and see if any of these things that we talked about. <laughs> yeah, we can are actually there. It'll be great. Yeah, cool. Reconnect. <laughs> awesome. We'll do. All right, folks. Stay tuned. We'll have another show next week. Um, probably have a couple of shows next week. I'm hoping to have two shows from CS. Definitely going to have one early in the week, kind of recapping the press days, like I did last year. And then I'll have try to have another one, kind of more of a group podcast, more kind of fun. You know. Uh, with all the other journalists sharing our thoughts on uh, journalists, podcasters, YouTubers, you know, I just mean the word in general. So stay tuned for that and I'll see you next week. Cheers, everybody. This has been the Mobile Tech Podcast with Tank Girl, proudly presented by worldpodcasts.com. You can visit us online at mobiletechpodcast.com.